0: This Raver Replay podcast is being delivered by Ison's Family Pizza. 103.9
1: WRBI, Batesville, Greensburg, Versailles, Brookville, now presents Southeastern Indiana's top local sports show, Coach's Corner, delivered by Ison's Family Pizza. Now, here's the Hall of Famer,
2: Ron Raver. And good evening, everyone, from Ison's Family Pizza in Batesville, it's Coach's Corner. I'm Bryce Kendrick, filling in for the Hall of Famer, Ron Raver. Coach Raver continues to recover from major surgery, and all of us wish Ron and his wife, Sally, the very best. We hope to see them back doing the show in the future. We'd like to thank a few of our sponsors, of course, uh, Cecil Eisen and staff here at Eisen's Family Pizza, Garing's Fleetwood, Chevrolet, Buick, along with Georgia's Pharmacy and Medical Equipment. I have three guests with me tonight. Coming up later on, it will be East Central cross-country coach Steve Kothman, also Oldenburg football coach Brian Mitchell, plus Twister senior captain Caleb Layman. But starting off our show this week, once again, is Batesville football coach. He is Evan Alry. Coach, good evening. How are you doing? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing quite well. The last Time you and I were sitting here, where we were talking about rain and the miserable conditions. Uh, it's the exact polar opposite
3: today. Good, good day to be
2: outside practicing a
3: little yeah, football. It was definitely a good day to just get better and uh, you know work on and you know a lot of different areas. Um, obviously, a lot of film and things like that still to to be done in in all three phases. So, uh, like I said, just a good day to get some work in, uh, talk to the guys, and just refocus, mm-hmm. refocus on us because um, we still got you know three more weeks in this regular season to get things right and we need to do that uh, but got a good you know good slate of games here in front of us to I think just do that but again that, that's with all respect I mean I'm just saying like we, we just got to refocus focus
2: on the head and don't right. look in the back well we're, we're going to take a quick look to the back we won't spend mm-hmm. a whole lot of time on it but when we when we were here a week ago Uh, i was i asked you a question in regards to what do you where where is the area that you think that you match up best with lawrenceburg and i think you hit the nail on the head because it kind of proved to be true because you were talking about the skill position people and you had two really big plays that go for touchdowns talk about your two scores
3: yeah i mean bryson benelli um he's long and athletic and um we've got a couple of those guys i mean jacob Muir you know, he tried to make it a go. I know we talked on Monday. we were hoping he was going to go, and right. you know, he was very limited. Um, again, hopefully, we keep saying that. You know that. You know, hopefully, that knee kind of gets a little bit better, and mm-hmm. and and gets to that point where he can uh, be a full participant by the end of the year. Right. Um, but it was good to kind of see him back on the field. Luke Wilson kind of worked his himself into a, a little bit as well. He's been dealing with the hand issues. So, um, but yeah, Bryson and Benelli, he he just wins two jump balls, and we it was nothing crazy um you know it's just part of the offense and it's like we we had said hey you're gonna play man um and you're gonna put a corner on an island you know we're gonna right. take our 6-3 guy against your five nine five ten guy you know um and we feel like we're gonna win that matchup you can't know? take size
2: <laughs> and, uh, and bryson
3: just uh he knows he knows how to position his body he knows how to go get a ball uh, he's got a basketball background too so um i i, I thought um again it was just one of those, hey, Travis, just throw deep and yeah. go, let him go get the ball, and he did that. And, and there were some other things, too. I think Bryson could still run some slants, some outs, some hitches, and things like that um, to keep those guys honest. Um, I thought, again, they continued to show that chemistry. You know, I think he had six grabs, just shy of 200 yards, a couple touchdowns. He's a big piece of the offense. Would have liked to get some other things going. I mean, unfortunately, gave up four or five sacks. When you look at the stat line, Travis Lecker, 30 yards rushing. Unfortunately, got to count the sacks into that. Yes. That kind of really dampers because he, he did get loose a few times. Mm-hmm. Uh, a couple times where you're like, man, it was almost a, a real big gain. Um, we just struggled up front most of the night of, um, you know, making sure that, you know, we, we yeah. had either the right play call um, or just handling their front five, and they were really good. But, but yeah, I I, I thought that that was probably the mm-hmm. one bright spot and. um uh, I'm glad that those guys made me look a little like I know what I'm doing. <laughs> Were
2: well, you talking about Benelli and his basketball background? How many times have we heard uh, a coach talk about when you're when you're speaking about a wide receiver, uh, the ability to block out, such as a basketball player does, trying to block out a defender to get a rebound? There's a lot of similarities there.
3: There is, and you know he he's just very savvy. Um, he he knows, and I think this comes with the chemistry, and it's got a little bit better each week of uh, the trust of knowing where Travis is going to put the ball in relationship to where the corner is at or the route or whatever, kind of just knowing leverage and just uh, all that. So, uh, again, when you know, it's kind of like in basketball, right? When you can see a shot, you can kind of tell where it's going to bounce off or go to, you get yourself in position. You get yourself in position, whether it's with the, you know, uh, the defender. I'm trying to act like I'm Coach Garrett here, but um, <laughs> I don't know that much about basketball. I'm not very good at it. But again, it's kind of that similarity, right? Is mm-hmm. um, again, you you just know where the ball's going to go and be position your body. Uh, and again, a six three guy against a five nine five ten corner and a guy that can go up and get a ball knows how to attack it at a highest point And he's a load to bring down. And um, and so, like again, uh, you see that similarity is why you see a lot of college basketball players make it to the NFL just simply for that fact of being able to do those things. So, um, yeah, Bryson's, you know, uh, a really good talent. Happy that he's, you know, he's back in a Batesville uniform and, and, and helping us out.
2: Well, uh, you, you had a, said you had a chance to look at some film and, and doing some things to try to get better. I mean, it, obviously you're looking at that for instruction, but as you went back and look, looked at that, and besides the big plays uh, between uh, Lecker and Benelli, what else could you hang your hat on out of that game that, that,
3: that you liked? Uh, Offensively or defensively? Either one. I I thought defensively, um, you know, we made them really grind in the run game. Mm -hmm. You know, now they found some things in the second half. I don't think we did as good of a job of scraping and getting to our points and finishing tackles. Um, But I felt that they had to grind and they had to put drives together. That was another key point we talked about on Monday. Make a high school team put together drives. And they had an opening drive. They moved the ball about 30, 40 yards, had to, you know, Convert some third downs. And then what did they do? They threw an interception. Right. Right before halftime. Again, make them have to grind. Don't Mm -hmm. give up a big play. What did they do right before halftime? Throw an interception. Right. Uh, You know, early in the second half. Again, making them have to grind. What did they do? Fumble. Right. So we forced three turnovers. Made them, you know, they eat up clock. And to be honest, it allows us to hang in the game. Yeah. You know, now we gave up a big pass play to Patel. That can't happen, you know. And I look back. I mean, that was we kind of gave gave them right. gave them one, um, but in some special teams, and then uh, you know, giving them a short field, and um, and then the interception. Th- those were a few negatives of giving them some short fields because they're good enough to get 30 to 40 yards at any point in time. Sure. Um, but when they actually had to, you know, when we want some field position in the first half, make them had to grind and put drives together. It put us in a better position. I mean the elephants out of the room they, they're really really good and, and quite frankly probably a little bit more talented than what we are and they're bigger than us right. um so we knew that they played our strength with that and use our speed and just make them have to grind and i, I was happy in that aspect mm-hmm. um but but yeah so I, I think that was probably the one thing um that i would say defensively they got some stats they did they put some numbers up but you know, they had to have to grind it and, and use time. Let me uh, see if I got the uh, the turnovers
2: correct. Luke Wilson and Trenton Rell on the interceptions, and Brady Hornberger on the fumble recovery. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. No. Any of those three stand out one more than the other?
3: As far as um, I, the well, I think the the big one um, was Trenton Rell's interception uh, right before half. Mm-hmm. I felt that um, you know it's fourteen seven. And, you know, we, we kind of let some opportunities slip. We had good position or had the ball deep in their territory a couple times. Um, but then it was still 14-7. They get the ball a few minutes to go in the half, and they start picking that tempo up. And we had a short punt. So they only had to go about, I think, 63 yards, if I recall, 65, something like that. They picked that tempo, kind of got our defense on the heels. And then once again, they got down inside that 10 yard, you know, within the ten. Mm-hmm. Those passing windows start to condense. Right. And Coach Inkle did a really good job our defensive coordinator mixing up the coverages, disguising the coverages. I think they were expecting man. We threw zone, and then Rill sitting right in the window and intercepted. That was a big. That was a big play. Right. Um, all turnovers are huge. And then the, in the second half, Nate Deputy forces the fumble. Um, that Brady Hornberger recovers again, it allows us to kind of hang in the game. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so we, uh, you know, unfortunately, we get that turnover, and then we turn around and turn it right back right. over on a good play on their part. But because I, I think if I recall at that point, we were down by a touchdown, and we had the ball back. Um, and then unfortunately, like I said, they, they get the, the the really short field. I think the ball's already inside our 20, and they kind of scored. And I think at that point kind of took a lot of the wind out of our sails. Right. and um again a nice score to touchdown the fourth kind of you know extend it to three touchdowns but um but yeah I, I would say obviously luke's t- you know interception to start kind of the first drive mm-hmm. again gives you that momentum you know again to hey get a stop you know i think mean, a lot of our guys to really feel like hey you know we can do this right and uh but yeah we're speaking with Evan and Ari
2: Batesville, head coach uh, for uh, football. And, uh, Coach, you're going to turn your attention now to the Greensburg Pirates uh, playing at their place on Friday. The Pirates 1-3, and coming off a very tough loss to Franklin County. Uh, the Cats scoring 14 points in the fourth quarter and uh, come away with a four-point victory, 22-18 at Shriver Field. Have you had a chance to look at the tape on that? And uh, what were your impressions?
3: Uh, well, I mean I- – I think Greensburg's a really good team. I, I, I do. I think they very easily are three and one. Mm-hmm. Um, you just can't look at the record, and that's kind of the big thing in this conference. You just can't. I mean, um, they do a lot of things right, and just they've had some bad luck. You know, kind of heartbreaking when you, on their part, when you lose two games in the last minute back to back. Right. Um, so I'm sure, you know. Coach Moore know, I have coached with him. Um, he does a really good job with his guys that they're still believing in who they are. Uh, they know they're just right there. And uh, we have to see that and understand, like, don't look at the record. Don't look at anything. Uh, obviously, we've got some common opponents. And uh, I think our guys, you know, you know, the Greensburg's had our number the last couple of times we played. So um, I think it's just one of those, you know, we – we just got to do a lot better at executing what we do. But, uh, again, I think Greensburg is a very solid football team. they got a really good quarterback, some good, you know, they've always got good size on both sides of the ball. Um, it's always a tough matchup for us. It's usually speed versus size, right? right. Um, but, yeah, yeah, I mean, a lot of respect for Greensburg and, and their staff and, and what they do. Well, it, it is a game that,
2: that I see on the schedule every year, and it's just one of those it's a hmm, Batesville-Greensburg again. So we're looking forward to that. We'll be out there covering that game on Friday night, 7 o'clock kickoff from uh, Shriver Field with a 640 pregame show. That'll be the game on 103.9 WRBI. And, uh, Coach, as always, it's great catching up with you. Thanks so much for spending part of your Monday with us, and uh, we look forward to having you back again next week. Good luck. All right, All right. thanks. Thank you. Evan Alry, head coach of the Batesville Bulldogs. You're listening to The Coach's Corner on Country one hundred three.
0: WRBI. It's back. Our delicious chicken bruschetta pizza is back. Cecil Isen from Isen's Family Pizza in downtown Batesville. The savory pizza with white garlic sauce, seasoned chicken, mozzarella provolone cheese, tomatoes, and fresh basil all on our fresh in-house made dough. Mmm, mmm. Come try this or any of Batesville's best pizza at 117 East George Street, IsonsFamilyPizza.com, 812-933-0333. Isons Family Pizza's famous chicken bruschetta pizza is back.
4: Nothing brings the family together like a home-cooked meal. Let Whirlpool and Maytag Appliances help you handle what the day brings. From smart cooking to dependable dishwashers. Garings has it all. With the largest selection of Whirlpool and Maytag appliances in the area, you're sure to find the perfect appliance for your cooking needs. Shop for the best appliances with the latest features at Garings today. Whirlpool and Garings, 316 North Main, Batesville.
1: Welcome back to school, back to the classroom, back to friends, and back to savings with Great Plains Communications. Sign up for high-speed internet and receive two months free. Upgrade your current speed and receive a $50 bill credit. Sign up for any new service and receive free installation. High-speed internet and savings from Great Plains Communications are here to welcome you back. Contact us at 866-382-4968 or go to gpcom.com slash welcome back. Speed and service availability may vary by location and other restrictions may apply. You are tuned to Coach's Corner, delivered by Ison's Family Pizza at 103.9 WRBI.
2: And welcome back to Ison's Family Pizza in Batesville for Coach's Corner on WRBI, brought to you in part by Great Plains Communications, Herton Elko, Margaret Mary Health, and Bruns Gutzweiler. I'm Bryce Kendrick, and I'm going to take a little time right now before we get to our next guest to go over some big high school events which took place over the weekend. The Batesville girls' golf team, qualified for the state finals, the first in program history by placing third at the, the LaPel Regional on Saturday. The Bulldogs, coached by Tom Meyer, shot 331 on the Edgewood Golf Club course near Anderson. Batesville trailed only champion Noblesville with 313 and runner up Hamilton Southeastern with 315. BHS was seventh last year at the regional, although Emma Weiler had qualified individually for state for a second straight year. This year, Weiler will get to share that state finals experience with the entire team. Emma Weiler led the Bulldogs with a fourth place overall finish shooting 75. Hamilton Southeastern Yana Rolston was the regional champion scoring s 69. The other three Bulldogs who accounted for the state worthy effort, Josie Meyer with 80 who had an eagle on the 18th hole. I've had one in my lifetime. She's already had one. Addison Weiler had an 81 and Tori Harpering shot 95. Madeline Pullman posted a non-scoring 111 but she will be joining her teammates as well at the big dance. Uh, state finals will be held Friday, October 1st, Saturday, October second at prairie view golf club in carmel other local team results at lapel saw greensburg place 15th with 416 franklin county 16th at 421 rushville finishing 18th with 445 now some top uh, individual results from some of those local teams at LaPel. Franklin County's Nicole Mears with a 91. Greensburg's Sarah Stapp, 93. Rushville's Isabel Wilson with an even 100. Oldenburg's Emerald Simmons had a 103. Dell's Tracy McKittrick came in at 107. And Milan's Walkie had 114. Congratulations to all of those young ladies for making it to Lapel for the regional. And again, we went wish uh, Batesville the very best of luck uh, this Friday and Saturday up in Carmel for the state finals the EIAC Boys Tennis Individual Tournament wrapped up on Saturday with the second and final rounds. Uh, Franklin County's Jack Stern defeated Rushville's Marlon Hirschberger to earn conference MVP honors. Both players, though, are on the all-conference. For first singles, it is both the champion and the runner-up that get named to all-conference. Also making all EIAC by winning their respective tournaments were Rushville's Sam Smith at second singles, Rushville's Cameron Jackman at third singles, and then you had Connersville sweeping the doubles, both of their teams going all Conference, Dustin McCarroll and Logan Shipley at first Devils, and then there was Luke Morris and Colton DeBoard at second Devils. And by the way, Rushville won the EIAC team title uh, a little bit earlier as they ran the gauntlet going 7 and oh boys and girls soccer sectional pairings were announced on Sunday and uh, one change of note to the uh, to the soccer schedule this year and I find this quite interesting the regional is going to begin with a midweek game so what's going to happen is that uh, two sectional uh, uh, champions are going to meet either on Wednesday for the girls or Thursday for the boys. Following uh, the sectional finals on Saturday, uh, they will meet for one game, and then the winners of the midweek regionals will go to a predetermined site to play a regional championship on that next Saturday. Here are the pairings of interest for 3A uh, boys: uh, Number 12 at Mount Vernon of Fortville, Connorsville playing Mount Vernon in the first game. East Central draws New Palestine in game number three. Boys 2A 28 at South. It's the all EIAC sectional South Dearborn and Franklin County open things up, followed by Greensburg and Rushville. Batesville and Lawrenceburg drew the bye. They will face each other in the second semifinal. Uh, boys won forty four at Southwestern of Shelbyville. Uh, Oldenburg will battle Greenwood Christian in the second first round game. And finally for the boys at 1A45 at Jackson Dell, uh, this is the all ORVC uh, sectional. South Ripley and Shaw Memorial in game number one. Southwestern Hanover and Rising Sun, game two. There is a third first round game. That is Jackson Dell and Milan. Then you get into the semifinals as Switzerland County will await the winner of South Ripley and Shaw. Looking now at the girls sectional pairings. uh, That will be 3A number 12 at Greenfield Central, Shelbyville and East Central. They get the second semifinal to a girls 27 of beach grove uh game of interest there. How about Batesville and Greensburg setting things off on night number one. 2A girls, 28 at Lawrenceburg. Lawrenceburg and Connorsville in the opener, followed by Rushville and South Dearborn. Franklin County drawing the bye. They will take on the winner of the Tigers and the Spartans. 1A sectional 45 at Rising Sun. The Hose Shiners will play South Ripley, followed by Oldenburg and Switzerland County. Milan in the bye round of the semifinals. They will play either uh, the Raiders or the Shiners. And finally, 1A 46 at Christian Academy of Indiana. Southwestern of Taking on Austin, we have um, cross country to talk about. The uh, EIAC cross country championships are at Batesville, but I'm not going to give you that information now because I got somebody that knows a whole lot more about that sport than I do. He is Steve Cotherman, and he will be our next guest. You're listening to Coach's Corner on Country
0: 103.9 WRBI. It's back. Our delicious chicken bruschetta pizza is back. Cecil Ison from Ison's Family Pizza in downtown Batesville. The savory pizza with white garlic sauce. Seasoned chicken, mozzarella provolone cheese, tomatoes, and fresh basil all on our fresh in house made dough. Mm, mm. Come try this or any of Batesville's best pizza at 117 East George Street, Isons 812 933 0333. Isons Family Pizza's famous chicken bruschetta pizza is back.
4: Hurt Nelco, your local Lennox dealer, is turning 50. Hi, this is Scott Lamping. Hurt and Elko is a team-oriented company. I want to thank our entire team, past and present, for making Hurt and Elko the leading provider of electrical, plumbing, heating, and cooling in southeastern Indiana. And to all of our customers from the last century, on behalf of all of us here at Hurt and Elko, we appreciate the faith you put in us, and we'll never take it for granted. Hurt and Elko, your local Linux dealer, celebrating 50 years of excellence. When it comes to your prescriptions and medications,
1: you want to be able to rely on someone you know and trust. And you can trust George's to fill your prescription right, deliver it to your door, and most importantly, give you all the professional advice you need. For prescriptions you know and trust, George's Pharmacy. We are here for you. We are here for you. George's offers free delivery to Indiana, Ohio, and Kentucky. Back to more Coach's Corner. Delivered by Ison's Family Pizza on 103.9. WRBI. Thanks
2: again for joining us for Coach's Corner on WRBI. We'd like to thank our hosts at Eisen's Family Pizza, along with Gehrings, George's Pharmacy and Medical Equipment, plus Fleetwood Chevrolet Buick, who helps sponsor the show. I'm Bryce Kendrick, filling in for the Hall of Famer Ron Raver. Up next is uh, East Central Cross Country Coach. He is Steve Cotherman, another Hall of Famer. Good evening, Coach. How are we doing?
4: Thank you, Bryce. Glad to be here.
2: We had a chance to talk not too long ago. I believe it was at, uh, at a basketball game, and we talked a little mm-hmm. Bit about your honor, you know. I don't know if everybody out there is aware that uh, you you were bestowed uh, uh, such high praise. But uh, talk a little bit about the accolades that you got personally. I know you, know you don't like to talk about talk about yourself, but I'm going to make you do it here for just a minute.
4: Well, Bryce, uh, my peers uh, last year had voted. Uh Myself into the uh, Indiana Coaches Hall of Fame, and uh, because it's usually done at our clinic at the end of January, first February, and our clinic was virtual this last year, mm-hmm. so they decided to do it at the uh, Hall of Fame at the uh, Terre Haute um, Track and Field uh, Museum. And so we went up uh on the 19th of June in fact Ron and Sally Raver went along with us and it was a great day Fantastic. and we had a meal that night and uh, uh it was just very humbling uh, I was very appreciative now
2: you have known me since I was about <laughs> up to your kneecap, so uh, we, we go back just a little ways. And How long have you been coaching at East Central now?
4: Well, I started uh, track and field. Uh, I was assistant coach in 1979, mm-hmm. that spring, and then took over the head job in 1980, okay. and then cross-country, I started in 81. All right, so,
2: 1979, um, just to date you, Steve. I was 11 years old now. Yeah,
4: thanks, Bryce. <laughs> <laughs>
2: You're quite welcome. Well, let's talk about the, let's talk about the present right now. Let's talk a little East Central cross country. Uh, big meet uh, happened on Saturday. You guys ran at Batesville. Uh, a very uh, competitive meet out there. Batesville ends up getting the sweep. Um, uh, they. They take the boys' title, uh, beating Rushville 24-55. to 55. Rushville was the champion last year, so the Bulldogs got it back. Uh, Batesville girls successfully defending that title. And, and you know, you, you put up 20 against a very competitive field. I mean, that is a heck of a score in a, in a conference championship.
4: Absolutely, Bryce. We've run against Batesville a couple times this year, and our girls uh, didn't finish that far behind them, but uh, Batesville wasn't at full strength. Mm-hmm. And uh, so going in, we knew – both their boys and girls uh they were the team to beat they were the favorite and they came away with uh convincing uh victories Mm -hmm. uh coach gaussman does a heck of a job with that program and she had them ready because all of them performed at their best and we performed well mm-hmm. but uh just couldn't match up to their talent and performance well
2: i know she's always been very complimentary of, of your program as well and and you guys turn in the second place effort 38 on the girls side you finished third for the boys at 73 but uh, the big story for you guys and and uh, uh she's kind of made a habit of this uh, this year in some big races rachel campbell wins yes. the title talk a little bit about rachel
4: oh what a what a workhorse uh, um, she really broke through last year um, and started running some really good times and started to be one of the best runners in the area. But this year, she has, um, as far as her work ethic, um, I've had very, very few uh, runners over the years that work as hard as she does. And her attitude and everything's just been super, and it's shown up. Right. I mean, obviously, her performances have shown what it what she has done on the in practice and in the meets and getting ready and just going out there and didn't want to finish second.
2: No, it doesn't seem that way because every time I see her, especially in a big race, she is right there. for it's like a super super big meet, she's certainly one to one to reckon with. But you had uh, three other girls. Uh, one, two, yes, three other girls make uh, all conference. Uh, Addie Brewer. Faith Henderson and uh Joycelyn Enderhees, did I pronounce that correctly? Yes. Talk a little bit about those young ladies. Um
4: and actually, Bryce, we had a couple more. You could go top fifteen for all conference. So between okay. Baseville and us, we each had I think it was six um because Rachel finished first. I miss Kendall Floor, my apologies, yeah. yes. So yeah, these girls um they had a pretty good team last year. I stepped uh, back last year because of COVID. Mm-hmm. Father Jonathan Meyer took over. He'd been my assistant coach. He took over the the head coaching position. I did some things behind the scenes. So I'm back this year, good or bad, I'm back. Um, <laughs> We're happy to have you, back, Steve. <laughs> well, I'm glad to be back. I really missed the, that part of it last year. Mm-hmm. And uh, this group, We had everybody coming back from last year's team, and then we added some freshmen this year that has really bolstered our girls' team and made them competitive um, in every meet we've been in. So I can't say enough about our our girls' team from top to bottom. Um, They work really hard. They're cohesive, and uh, it's just a pleasure to coach them.
2: Well, um, you know, one thing that I hear all the time about uh, cross country is you, you try to get the kids in a pack, and you try to make that pack as tight as possible to to get the times down, to keep everybody out, because that's how you score really big. If we go back one week before that South Dearborn meet uh, at mm-hmm. the Morris Hill course, which mm-hmm. is where the section was going to run, right. uh, you guys had exactly you had one, two, four, six, eight uh, in the top ten, then you had two others that filed in thirteen and seventeen. Uh, that that first that first eight that was pretty good for you.
4: Yes, um, and that's what you try to do as a coach. Which you want to get your kids packed together. Um, Saturday, Batesville did the same thing, but their right. pack was ahead of our pack. Yeah, it was. <laughs> but uh, I, I'm not going to complain because uh, we're getting where we want to be, and, and our girls are, are being competitive, and they're not just settling back and deciding, okay, I'm in, I'm number four on the team, I'm number three on the team, or whatever, and right. they're satisfied. They're always trying to move up and. The, the people that are ahead of them are always looking over their shoulder and having to work hard to stay where they're at right. or move up themselves so it's very good for your
2: boys team uh two runners in the in the uh made all conference this year they ran eight and nine
4: yep michael Schwaback has led our team all year although at the conference meet cole benegas who uh as a junior is first year out uh beating by a tenth of a second that's amazing <laughs> so uh it's good to see two guys up there competing against each other as far as uh trying to outdo uh uh, one another, and that helps both of them run so much better and be competitive.
2: And in addition to those two guys, uh, going back to that South Dearborn uh, invitational, um, Braden, uh, Braden Hatton had a really mm-hmm. nice race, finished uh, 14th for you.
4: Yes. Uh, and again, uh looking at last year's team, we lost a number of seniors from mm-hmm. last year, and then we had basically a couple guys back, two to three that are seniors this year that ran last year but uh, again we have four freshmen that somewhere during the season they've all been able to run in the varsity and um, unfortunately Dominic Werner who started the season pretty strong has been injured all season so he ran the first three meets hasn't run a meet since but he's one of those freshmen that we're looking forward to next year with the other three to really the core of our team so that's
2: fantastic um let's, let's talk a little philosophy here as far as as far as scheduling is c- concerned because what i'm seeing more and more of is uh this sport is just going more and more towards the big meets uh you, you still have I, I know you still have franklin county on your schedules and do duel, correct are yes. there any other dual meets that you match up with or is it is it pretty much you know what we're going to line up with eight
4: thousand teams and you know put the color parade on at the start line mm-hmm. and uh you know let the chips fall where they may well, we do have a tri-meet. Uh, we've had a tri-meet now for years with uh, Miley and Lawrenceburg. Okay. And then, like you said, the Franklin County meet. But yeah, we pretty much have changed our schedule years ago to going to more invitationals uh, Saturdays. When I first started, I couldn't hardly get the kids to even come to a practice on a Saturday. Right. So we only had one Saturday meet back then. And so... Somewhere along the line, we just decided. I decided, hey, we're going to start scheduling some of these other right. meets, these invites, and like you say, on Saturdays. And we still have, like this week, we have a couple during the week. We moved our our meet that used to be after Labor Day to a Saturday, the mm-hmm. Saturday uh, previous uh, Labor Day, and uh, so we're we're busy just about every Saturday right. with going to big meets.
2: Do you have a uh, do you have a favorite track to run on
4: outside of maybe outside of the local area? Well. I don't know. The kids always, uh, they like Brown County. Uh-huh. When we go there, it's a big meet, and they always seem to get have really good times there when they don't get a lot of rain there. It does hold water. <laughs> so there's been some years where we've been there, and it's almost been like a swim meet. But uh, kids really enjoy that uh, course. It's relatively flat, a little hill, but uh, they always get good times, and they enjoy that meet and the course. And that's probably, I'd have to say, is uh, our favorite overall.
2: Well, we talked about uh, you running at South Dearborn a week ago, and and that's really key because you guys are going to be back there on Saturday, October 9th to run the sectional there. Uh, uh, That's going to feature, I think you've heard these teams before, Steve. Uh, Batesville, Greensburg, Jacksonville, Lawrenceburg, North Decatur, Milan, Oldenburg, Rising Sun, South Dearborn, South Decatur, and South Ripley. And uh, Individually, there's some really great athletes uh, in that field, and I'm not going to have you rattle them off. I'm not going to put you on the spot like that, but uh, uh, there is a lot of talent there. And I was going back and in the history of uh, East Central cross country and going back at uh, some tournament success that you had, it's been a couple years since you guys have won the sectional, but uh, certainly you guys have always been in the conversation. Uh, the boys won back-to-back titles in 15 and 16, and the girls in uh, uh, 2015 and 2017. So 2015 special year when you when mm-hmm. you when you brought home both both titles. Yes,
4: and I'm glad you wrote that down because with my memory. <laughs> I wouldn't have been able to tell you what years they were, probably, but, um, you know, for years, the sectional, uh, before they realigned, we were going up to James County on Tuesday Mm -hmm. and running against not only James County, but Columbus East and Columbus North, and I think every, well, I know, every year, Columbus North boys and girls won that sectional, and then they would go to the regional, and they won that every year, so, you know, we were battling for second place, then they realigned, and we went south Dearborn, and I know Coach Bainey had a few years there where his boys' teams were very strong and so it's been very competitive. It's sure. not nobody's dominated right. for very long, and that's what makes it really good to go in and know that you got a shot every year. Whereas when you're going against Columbus North, it was like, okay, we know who's gonna win it now, let's just go for second. So yeah.
2: how do you like the Morris Hill course? I mean, they used to have they used to have it on campus at the high school, and that was always very interesting. I know mm-hmm. the times that that I went up there to to watch my daughter run, I mean, I, I needed GPS just to try mm-hmm. to find. I was totally lost yeah Uh, but uh how 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 does the course at Morris Hill compare to to the old course at
4: at South Dearborn High School it's uh coach Bainey has done a lot uh with that course he's put a lot of work into it and it's really turned out to be a really nice course kids like it uh it's relatively flat you run in a little bit of woods and uh he's got laid out really nice and and our kids really like the course and uh you look at the times and the competition that's been on there and uh you know, it's been proven, so.
2: Now, you are not out and about running
4: anymore. Not no, much.
2: But but uh, you, you, uh, you you get out and you drive a pretty good golf cart, I understand.
4: Well, yeah, I do get in that <laughs> golf cart and I put the metal to the pedal and uh, I get around here. The only thing is, it's so rough driving a golf cart around the uh, cross-country course that uh-huh. I feel like my kidneys are about to come out. But, but other than that... Uh, That's about the only thing I can do on the course to get around, um, especially when we have home meets now. Away meets, I have to plan a little bit better where I'm going to go and uh, be there when the kids are running by, but... uh so
2: what is, left, uh, what is left for you? Saturday, October 9th is the sectional. What do you got between now and then?
4: Okay, we have the Baseville Invitational tomorrow, so yeah. we're right back on the course we ran on Saturday, and then uh, Thursday we go to Greensburg for an Invitational there.
2: Now, as as a coach, and, and you're kind of gearing towards sectional, is are you still wanting your kids at this point to still go all out? I know there, there are some meets that, that coaches will take their kids to that basically they kind of dial it back just a little bit, uh, just more of a conditioning thing than, than an all-out and say, you know, we're going to put. All of our all of our chips in and try to win this thing. Where are you guys at in your schedule?
4: Well, we'll go we'll go pretty strong, um, only because uh, you can only run seven in the sectional. Uh, most meets anymore, you can run all your kids. Mm-hmm. It used to be you ran seven they had a reserve or open race, which we've had some of those this year. But more and more of the meets, you're able to run all your kids in one race. Right, and then uh, the scoring will take the top seven out for the varsity and, and others reserve. But when you get in the tournament, you can only run seven. Right, And especially with our boys and, and even with our girls, we have two or three that uh, we just don't know if they'll be varsity or reserve. So we're using these meets to kind of see where we're going and where we're gonna, who's going to be running the varsity when it comes to sectional, which is over a week away. Uh, when we get done with Thursday, it'll be a week and two days till sectional. So we got some time in there for practice. And that'll ta- that'll play a part, too. But how they do in these two meets will help determine who's going to run on the sectional team.
2: All right. Well, Coach, uh, it's great catching up with you again. Good seeing you. Uh, always a pleasure to talk to you. Thanks for uh, spending some of your Monday with us. And we wish you all the best in your final two invitationals. And uh, October 9th, uh, postseason begins.
4: That's right, Bryce. Thanks for having me. And and I do want to say that uh, I have the greatest parents in the world. And Father Jonathan Meyer has been a great assistant. And I wish the best to Ron Raver and his wife, Sally, um, I hope for a speedy recovery. Coach, thank you so much. Thank you, Bryce.
2: That's Steve Kotherman, cross-country coach out at East Central. We'll be back with uh, Oldenburg football in just a moment. You're listening to The Coach's Corner on Country 103.9 WRBI.
0: It's back. Our delicious chicken bruschetta pizza is back. Cecil Ison from Ison's Family Pizza in downtown Batesville. The savory pizza with white garlic sauce, seasoned chicken, mozzarella, provolone cheese, tomatoes, and fresh basil, all on our fresh in-house made dough. Mmm, mmm. Come try this or any of Batesville's best pizza at 117 East George Street, Ison'sFamilyPizza.com, 812-933-0333. Isen's Family Pizza's famous chicken bruschetta pizza is back.
4: Nothing brings the family together like a home-cooked meal. Let Whirlpool and Maytag appliances help you handle what the day brings. Selection of Whirlpool and Maytag appliances in the area, you're sure to find the perfect appliance for your cooking needs. Shop for the best appliances with the latest features at Garings today. Whirlpool and Garings, 316 North Main, Batesville.
1: Coach's Corner, delivered by Ison's Family Pizza, continues from 103.9 WRBI.
2: And welcome back, everyone, once again to Eisen's Family Pizza uh, here in Batesville for another edition of Coach's Corner on WRBI, brought to you in part by Great Plains Communications, and Elko, Margaret Mary Health, and Bruns Gutswiler. Once again, I am Bryce Kendrick, and joined now by head coach of Oldenburg Football, he is Brian Mitchell, and also Twister Senior Captain Caleb Lehman. Fellas, good evening. How are we doing? Good. How are you? Good. It is. It is a uh, fantastic to have you here, and uh, coach. Uh, uh, we missed you last week, but you had you had a couple of good guys uh, to, to fill your spots. Uh, talk about uh, your two linemen that you sent my way last week. Yeah, we had
5: Greg and uh, Dylan
2: come by. Uh, Greg's another captain along with Caleb here, and um, you
5: know they're they're really the anchor of our, our line. So. Um, Caleb's been playing a little bit of quarterback the last couple of weeks, and I'm sure he's definitely glad to have them around and uh, going to make some changes, and Caleb's going to move to running back, but I'm sure he's still going to be glad to have them block it up in front of him. So,
2: Well, C- Caleb, there there isn't a running back or a quarterback that uh, just didn't absolutely uh, uh, love their offensive line in front because without them, uh, you can't do what you do. It's not, it's not a one-man person back there. If you don't have guys up there blocking for you, uh, you can't get your job done, can you? Nope. Talk a little uh, bit. Talk a little bit about the guys up front besides uh, Greg and, and Dylan, who were with us last week.
6: All right. So yeah, we got Calvin, who is our center, and uh, you know he's he's big. He uh, he um, when I was quarterback, he gave us good snaps. And then next we have Mark. He's our guard. He's he's fast. He can uh, get out to the outside and p- when he's pulling. And then we have um, Levi, left tackle. Uh, he's a little smaller. He's got to work really hard on the left side there. And uh, this week we're going to be moving uh, Alex, tight end over there. Okay. Give Levi a little bit of help.
2: All right. We're speaking with uh, Caleb Lehman, uh, one of the uh, senior captains for Oldenburg football. And as I was looking at your, some of your numbers, Caleb, uh, as a quarterback, 23 of 46, 237 yards. Got a touchdown. That was in the first game of the regular season, I believe, against Union City. It went to C.J. Grody. Am I correct? Yep. You, you, you had to remember that play. Talk a little bit about how that touchdown
6: happened. Uh, you know, uh, we just uh, we had a fade put in, and uh, I just threw the ball up there, and CJ caught it, and he was off to the races.
2: Well, that sounds a little bit like uh, Joe Burrow and Chase yesterday said, you know, just throw it up. Uh, uh, t- and uh, and I'll catch the football. So uh, you know, sometimes sometimes that works out really well. In addition to to being quarterback and getting some running back duties on the defensive side, uh, you're also uh, playing linebacker. So I, I like to ask this question of players that play on both sides: Do you want to hit or be hit? Uh, I definitely want to hit. Uh... <laughs> and that is that's almost universal. Almost universal. What do you like about the linebacker spot?
6: Uh, well, you know. It really allows you to just flow after the ball, mm-hmm. and you know, uh, you can recover really well on a pass play, you know, t- you take a step, but you can still get back to your spot pretty easily, and uh, you know, corners, I mean, you get beat, I mean, they score a touchdown, but the linebacker get beat, you still got your safety behind you, so. Right. Right.
2: Um, I I asked both Greg and Dylan last week, I asked them uh, what their background was in football before they came to OA. And the reason I asked that question was because Coach Mitchell had mentioned that there are some players on the team that really had not had much in the way of football experience. What
6: is your background in football prior to playing for Oldenburg? Uh, Well, I started in third grade playing youth football Mm -hmm. out Mm -hmm. here with Batesville. And I've been playing football ever since. All right. Well, Caleb, it's great to have you here. And we're also joined now by uh,
2: uh, the head coach, Brian Mitchell. And, uh, Brian, good to have you back once again. And and uh, you had the week off uh, the week before you took on uh, Switzerland County, a game which, you know, early on, you, you guys you guys held the lead. And it was still, what, a one-point game at halftime. So, yeah, it was uh, a one-point game till
5: what, Caleb, like five minutes left to go in the game something like that.
6: Yeah, way in the fourth quarter there.
5: Yeah, it was really – our depth just killed us. You know, you got 16 kids, and it, it – we got dog tired. Caleb ended up suffering a, a strained ankle and still went in and played. Right. I mean, it, you know, admirable to him and his heart, and just shows, you know, his will. Um, our Greg, who you met last week, right. he had like, like bruised ribs, I think. Like we were, we were in some some trouble spots, and we still hung tight. You know. So, uh, with having the week off this week, it gives you a chance to get you a chance to get healthy. That was a big thing. You know, we we had a couple teams reach out to us and to try to play. Like, Edinburgh, they had um, an open week, and we were just not in a spot to, to be able to play anybody in any kind of competitive fashion just because right. of, of injuries and bang-ups. So, we definitely needed the week off, and I gave them a three-day weekend, which I'm sure they all enjoyed, and got to, especially Caleb here, got to
2: kind of stay off his leg and get healed up a little bit more, so the uh switzerland county game we mentioned that it was that was a very competitive game uh and uh you, you talked about in your post-game comments that you know your, your guys gave you everything that they they had and, and in some cases what they didn't have because yeah. uh, of dealing with the injuries uh outside of the of the effort that they put in what were some other things that you were happy about in the game against switzerland county
5: no uh, i th- i thought we did a good job moving the ball um you know i we we had good possessions we we did well with the clock like all in all, we did a lot better. Our defense tackled a little bit better. I mean, um, you know, each week we see a progression a little bit more, just just a little bit better, a little bit better, a little bit better.
2: When it clicks, I'm, I'm, they're going to be a dangerous team, I feel, when it clicks. Brian Mitchell, head coach of Oldenburg, joining us right now, along with uh, Caleb Lehman. Of, uh, he's one of the uh, senior captains. And uh, Caleb, uh, what what's going to happen for you post-Oldenburg? What are your plans?
6: Um, well, you know, still trying to figure it out, but um – I'm hoping to go to college, um, planning to study computer science, and, you know, maybe I'll play football. And what's your, what's your support like at home? Who, who's, who's coming out to the games to, to watch you play every Friday? Uh, my dad, you know, he comes out all the time. Uh, he helps out with the staff a little bit. And my mom's always there. Uh, my sister's always there. They're, they're really a big help to me. They support me. It's always fantastic to have uh, have those fans in the stands. I,
2: uh, one of my uh, great nephews uh, was was playing uh, soccer on Saturday, and uh, some of my family went to watch him play. And he went over to his mom after the game, and he said, "Wow, it's great that I have fans today." Right. <laughs> so uh, it is it is fantastic when, when you get that uh, support system involved. His parents are awesome. You know, his dad's on.
5: He kind of helps me up in the press box, and does my kind of my eyes in the sky kind of kind of person and um his mom actually is our team mom so she carries around our banners since we don't have a home stadium right so all of our seniors have banners that travel along with us and we put them along the fence
2: lines and stuff so that way they can be celebrated too so they're big help to our program so talk a little bit about this young man next to you you, you mentioned you mentioned his heart what what else what other nice things do you have to say what how else can you butter him up while he's sitting right here next to you right um i'll
5: tell you this man he's he's like one of the most level kids i've ever met he he doesn't get over stimulated he doesn't get understood like he's just consistent and that's i mean when you're a coach having that consistency on the field um, you know is is amazing highly intelligent you have what a 4. what 4.07 4. 07 GPA wow. i mean the, the dude's a solid dude um, good family good background um, it, he's going to be a, a good candidate to any school he goes to so i know he took a trip to manchester um, he sent a letter i know to Dayton. Uh, to try to play there, um, and then we're gonna hopefully go up and see Anderson. So um, you know he's he's gonna have a bright future. He's a baseball player, so I mean he's 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 a talented kid, very yeah. talented.
2: Actually, I remember see, I remember watching him play baseball. Well, what uh, I'm, we're not gonna have you pick between the sports, but, but what do you like about what do you like about baseball?
6: Uh, you know, baseball, uh, it's a lot less physical, so. You know, after Friday night games you're bruised, you're you're tired. <laughs> you don't want to do anything. Right. You know, after a baseball game you can uh you can still do You can still function Really Right
2: <laughs> There's a lot of truth To that Absolute truth Yeah Coach uh, I know you guys are, are in search Of your first win And yep. uh, the team That you're playing This coming Friday uh, Crystal House Manual The Eagles They mm-hmm. just got Their first win They did uh, They picked it up uh, They picked up The W Friday uh, Beating uh, Bowman Academy At their place 37-14 to 14. Have you had a chance to, to see anything On that game Or anything else uh, From Crystal House Manual So far um, So we haven't had a chance To see
5: their film uh, Their huddle account because it was manual indianapolis mm-hmm. and the two schools combined so they were using their huddle account so uh-huh. i guess like somehow it got switched up so i don't have a on them yet so we got a lot of homework to do hopefully in the next day or two hopefully mm-hmm. I can get it from them um i did find a youtube clip on them though so i <laughs> mean me and the coach kind of broke that down the best we could and you know kind of going from there so well, you guys
2: both alluded to uh, moving some pieces and parts around for the mm-hmm. upcoming game. Can you get into a little more detail as far as personnel-wise, who's who's going to be switching things up come Friday night?
5: Yeah, so we're, we're still going to have Caleb Gravy. He's a freshman, going to play our, our true halfback position. Caleb's going to play more of a, a slot halfback, kind of being able to flex him out, but also have him in the backfield. He's a very vertical threat going up and down the field. Um, and then C.J. Grody, who he connected to in the past, um, is actually going to play our quarterback this week. Wow. So um, he's got a, a cannon Like the kid can throw. Um, I just feel like our running attack is definitely a, the better part of our, of our game. And having both Kalos back there, and he's got experience from playing halfback last, last year for the, for the Twisters. So um, I think having that combination back there is going to be
2: very dangerous. Coach Mitchell, one thing that has never been said to me, boy, that Kendrick kid has a cannon for an arm career second baseman by the way Caleb. by I, I, I couldn't get it from point A to point B but pretty good pretty good glove great bat lots of speed but no arm absolutely no arm okay. so uh, you've got uh, Crystal House manual coming up on October the first and then you've got uh, two games after that. Um, uh, actually, no. You're going to finish up on week eight. Uh, you'll be taking on uh, South Decatur. and I know we're not going to look ahead. But is there any opportunity? Because you still have an you still have an opening on your schedule. I know yeah. you couldn't get o- Edinburgh because of of the situation that you guys were in physically. Is there still an opportunity to pick up one more game, or is it? I think we're going to keep
5: that open. Mm-hmm. Um, first of all, OA has has fall break that week. Okay. And I know that there's a lot of commitments that people have already taken trips with. Sure. So I think we're going to try to maybe get together once or twice during that week and at least trying to have something uh, organized like Caleb I know he's going to be out of town and a couple others are going to be out of town so I thought it was best to just try to leave it open that kind of lets them gear up and get ready you know emotionally and we can kind of get ready for uh for sectional
2: push there that, that we can
5: make sure everybody's healthy
2: coach brian mitchell with oldenburg and uh, caleb layman the uh, senior one of the senior captains and and caleb i asked this of greg and, and dylan last week um we can sit here and talk with coaches and, and ask them about you know what they think and what they see but i always find it interesting when i ask the players what they see um what have you if if you could pick one thing right now that you said you know this is something that if if we can get this fixed that it could really help us generate more success what would that be what would be the one thing you think
6: um well you know uh throughout the season we've struggled a little bit with blocking assignments Mm -hmm. and i i mean we're physical enough that if we get those blocking assignments right i mean we can run the ball really well
2: that's good. And, uh, Coach, uh, in addition to shuffling the personnel, uh, what, what is the biggest thing that you guys are going to be working on this week to try to get ready for your game on Friday?
5: Yeah, just playing assignment football, you know, like Caleb said. And, you know, if we can get our blocking assignments and then our defensive assignments down, um, you know, I think we can definitely have successful. We're, like I said, we're just one step closer every week, and if we can just get those assignments down, we, we'd be dangerous. If Caleb hit it right on the head.
2: Now, one thing that's interesting, because you don't have a home field to play on, everything is on the road. So, you know, things like homecoming and senior night, how is that addressed for you guys? So we're having our uh,
5: South Decatur, um, his AD um, is Mr. Coach Martin, who was at OA last year. So uh, he's been kind enough to let us have our senior night there um, this year. So they're going to honor our seniors there this year, and, um, you know, actually uh, our team mom's kind of the person running that behind the show so that takes a lot off my shoulders so um you know we're definitely gonna have a chance to still honor our seniors and 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 let them know that we appreciate everything they've done for the program so
2: and uh who are some of the seniors that we're talking about uh so
5: caleb um here then you have cj grody we have uh luke dracy you met mark and dylan last week um mark wolf Who else am i missing here spencer mack Who's a senior? He plays like our slot, receiver, defensive back. Um, Griffin. Griffin uh, Pitzer. He plays defensive back and receiver. I think that might be it. Is that it? Oh, Abe Streeter. He's hurt. Oh, yeah. Currently. He he had a torn labrum. He had oh, surgery. My dad had uh, one of those. Was it last week that he had surgery? Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah, so that went really successful. He's resting. Um, so, um, yeah, I think that's I think that's it.
2: Now, um, uh, size-wise on this team, Dylan Stewart walked in and said, "Dylan's a pretty big guy. Is he? Is he the biggest guy on the team?"
5: Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Height? Wait, he might be. Is he taller than CJ? I think he might be. Yeah. Uh, if, if he's taller than CJ, it's not by much. He he's wa- definitely our, our heaviest guy. He, well, no, he walked in and same. he
2: got my attention. So, yeah. it's, so it's like you know, it said when when you see when you meet Dylan in a dark alley, what do you call him? You said you call him Fred. You yeah. know, shake his hand. Said you, you want him on you on your side.
5: And me and me and Caleb over here, we're on the shorter end of the spectrum. So <laughs> everybody's kind of tall
2: compared to us. It's yeah, incredible. I come from a long line of short people as well. So there we go. Uh, all right, I fit fit right in there, Coach. Uh, any final thoughts before we uh, send you and Caleb on your way? Oh no, just uh, want to
5: you know give a shout out to coach and hopefully he's feeling better um i haven't had a chance to really catch up with you so i'll catch up with you probably after this and just see how he's doing um turnover hunger is another thing that's being Ah. done by ripley county great thanks for bringing that up phenomenal program um they're you know all of our surrounding teams batesville milan us we're we're already doing a bunch of turnovers i think we already broke last year's fundraising record so um, you know, really excited for the things that we're going to be doing. Hopefully, we'll get some more in the next couple of weeks. Now, does that go on just through the regular season, or does it extend into postseason? I'm not sure. Did it go last year through the postseason too? Do you know?
6: Honestly, don't remember.
5: Okay, so yeah, I'm not sure. Sorry. That's fantastic. But it's it's you know helping our local youth out, and I, I you know I, I think it's a phenomenal program.
2: All right. Well, uh, Coach uh, Brian Mitchell with us and Caleb Lehman, uh, the uh, a Twister senior captain. Thank you both uh, for joining us here tonight, and we're going to have a chance to catch up again in the in the very near future. Hopefully, get a chance to talk to you again next week, and we wish you all the best this Friday, fellas. Go out and get you a win.
5: Yeah, come come out uh, tomorrow night. By the way, uh, tomorrow's OA senior volleyball night, so if you guys can come out
2: and support our other seniors in OA, that would be awesome. Coach Debbie Gregg. There you go. There you go, there fellas. You go. Thank you so much. Thank Appreciate you. it. Appreciate it once again. That's uh, Coach Mitchell and. Uh, also Caleb Lehman of uh, Oldenburg Academy Football, and we'll be back to wrap this thing up in just a moment. You're listening to Coach's Corner on Country 103.9 WRBI.
0: It's back. Our delicious chicken bruschetta pizza is back. Cecil Ison from Isen's Family Pizza in downtown Batesville. The savory pizza with white garlic sauce, seasoned chicken, mozzarella provolone cheese, tomatoes, and fresh basil, all on our fresh in-house made dough. Mmm, mmm. Come try this or any of Batesville's best pizza at 117 East George Street, IsonsFamilyPizza.com, 812-933-0333. Isons Family Pizza's famous chicken bruschetta pizza is back. Do you have a special
6: talent for capturing unique and eye-catching photos? If so, don't miss your chance to submit them to Margaret Mary Hill's 2022 Community Calendar Contest. Photos may be sent by CD or flash drive. All submissions are due by Friday, November 5th. To learn more, visit them online at mmhealth.org or call Margaret Mary's Marketing Department at 812-933-5517. That's 812-933-5517.
1: You're tuned to Coach's Corner, delivered by Ison's Family Pizza at 103.9 WRBI.
2: Back here for one final segment here at... Uh Isen's Family Pizza in Batesville. Bryce Kendrick, it's been uh, fun being with you again on another Monday night. Again, uh, we just want to send out our very best uh, to Coach Ron Raver, uh, who is uh, recovering from some uh, very, very major surgery uh, a few weeks back. and we, uh, we wish Coach the very best and his wife Sally. Um, all the best uh, to those folks, and, and we hope to get them back in the very near future. We have, uh, coming up this week on WRBI, Thursday, uh, live uh, sports broadcast from Oldenburg as uh, the Twisters will host Richmond in boys soccer. That is scheduled for a five thirty start. Terrence Arney will have the call. And then on Friday night, uh, another night of high school football and two games for you. The game you can hear on 103.9 WRBI. We talked with uh, Evan Alry, the uh, coach of Batesville, about this one. He will be taking on the uh, Greensburg Pirates. It's always a, a good matchup. That'll be played at Shriver Field in Greensburg. That's this Friday with a 6 Forty pregame show, 7 p.m. kickoff. Terrence Arney and Tom Snape will be your congenial hosts. A game again you can hear on 103.9 WRBI. And then the game on the web and your free tune-in app, Radio.com and the free tune-in app for your smartphone. East Central will be playing host to Connorsville. That is a seven ten pregame and a 7-30 p.m. start. And um, it'll be Rob Moorhead and Jerry Stinger with the call from St. Leon. So again, uh, live sports this week on WRBI Thursday night boys soccer Richmond at Oldenburg with a 5:30 start or thereabouts Friday two football games for you on 103.9 Batesville at Greensburg that is a 640 pregame and a 7 p.m. kickoff and then you have uh, the game on WRBIRadio.com or on your smartphone using the free TuneIn app it is Connorsville at East Central a 710 pregame with a 7:30 start before I close the show tonight, I'd like to thank Cecil Eisen and the staff at Eisen's Family Pizza for being such great hosts. Our other wonderful sponsors, including Gerings, Fleetwood Chevrolet Buick, George's Pharmacy and Medical Equipment, Great Plains Communications, Hurt and Elko, Margaret Mary Health, and Bruns Gutzweiler. A big thanks to John Heil for engineering the show at the studio, and to all of my guests who join me tonight, Batesville football's Evan Alry, Steve Cotherman of East Central Cross Country, along with Oldenburg football coach Brian Mitchell and Twister senior captain Caleb Lang. Our scheduled guests next week, once again, will include Coaches Ulrey and Mitchell, along with Casey Laker of East Central Volleyball and Andrew Oleg of Oldenburg Girls Soccer. That's going to do it for me, Bryce Kendrick, sitting in for the Hall of Famer, Coach Ron Raver and his Hall of Fame wife, Sally. I'll be back at 6 a.m. tomorrow with a fresh look at local sports and in studio at 3 o'clock to take you through your afternoon. Until then, enjoy your evening. Thank you so much for listening to Coach's Corner on Country
1: 103.9 WRB. Join us again next time for another edition of Coach's Corner, delivered by Ison's Family Pizza. And check out our Coach's Corner podcast archives online at wrbiradio.com from 103.9 WRBI.